Bookaholics, episode 10, and this is my third solos. I thought I'd take this opportunity to dedicate an entire episode to talking about the school board here in Loudoun County, which is where I live, where I've lived for the last three, three years or so. So I've mentioned them before on these podcasts, and um, I've gotten to a little bit of the details that have led to some national news stories. Um, but I wanted to focus a little more on some of the problems I think that have occurred or are occurring as a result of their actions, their inactions, their words, etc. It goes beyond just the stuff that's on the face, the fact that they're, for the most part, very stupid people, not very intelligent folks. Um, that they're more or less activists. I wanted to focus a little more on how I believe they see you. See, I think that they're incapable of believing that their words and actions, they could, that they could ever be perceived in any way other than how they perceive those words and actions themselves. And that would be, you know, they see themselves as just and righteous and inherently good. Anything to the positive, really. In a previous episode, I, I made the point that the board, or I claimed, so to speak, to say that the members don't even see your kids as people, that they see them as numbers. And I, I still believe that. Likewise, they aren't very capable of understanding that you might possess an opinion that differs from theirs. You're just also a number attached to the numbers that they have to care for and make rules for. They'll never believe that your objections or to their decisions, they, that they could be made in good faith, that you could have good intentions. They don't trust that you can make good decisions for your own children, or at least that you can't make them better than they can. They're incapable of considering that maybe, just maybe, they might not have the best solution to a problem, and they definitely will never, ever, ever be capable of understanding that they are often the problem themselves. The disconnect is most apparent to me, at least, during those fleeting moments when the school boards have school board members, excuse me, happen to be truthful, or at least when they're being, you know, honest to themselves and you. When its members reveal their true contempt for you, that lies there beneath the surface. Beth Bart's claiming that if you don't speak out on issues of race, for example, that you're complicit in the promulgation of oppression. Denise Corbo talking about, uh, or complaining rather, that live updates that some of our really dedicated and talented members of this community provide on school board meetings across social media, um, claiming that that's spreading misinformation. I can go on and on and on, but you know, think about what I'm saying here. Like, a woman like Denise Corbo can't even see that. Maybe she sometimes spreads misinformation. And I'm not even saying that has to be something she's doing intentionally all the time. But do you think that if we ask the school board members, hey, have you ever been wrong? Do you think they'd say yes? Probably not. I think they think of themselves too highly to be that humble. <clears throat> the bottom line here is that the board believes that not only are you stupid, but that they are saving you and your kids. In some cases, they probably think they're saving your kids from you. From you. That in particular really kind of hits home when we talk about this cultural Marxism 
that's that we believe at least is invading our county that's surely infecting the school board members it, it surely drives the way that they practice uh their roles as you know politicians mentors people's meant to give guidance and um an objective perspective on issues facing the county and the county's education system but more so i think that they're focused on removing and replacing what we know of as the heart of the family unit unit that is the heart of progressive after all removing the most foundational layer of what makes everything everything what makes things stable what makes society stable and that's what's found in the home and in the family it's not that I think that a school board can't do good things. Boards may be, may be entirely capable of wading through and overcoming significant problems, but our board likes to create problems. It often sees problems where there aren't any problems at all. It's almost like they're just hoping for more problems and that the problems never go away. I think at the core, they're politicians. They're politicians first, activists second, and they pretend to be neither of those things. A quick scan of the members' Facebook posts, their tweets, their statements at school board meetings tells you everything you need to know about what drives the decision-making, what drives their addiction to fostering an environment that is both meaningless and absent of standards. The politics of the school board should inform each and every onlooker of one certainty, that no matter what they do and no matter how many millions of dollars the board throws at ideas or problems or fixing societal ills, that there will never come a time when they are just satisfied. There's never going to be a time when the board will throw its hands up and say, you know what, we've done enough. We've undercut childhood achievement and undermined your parenting for too long. Let's take a step back here. I think we did enough. I think we're done. Similar to how liberals will never see their world as one without racism, the board will never stop moving and trying to attack problems, whether they create them or not. They'll frame that as a good thing. And normally you would say, hey, an organized group of people, elected officials, trying to solve problems all the time sounds like a good thing. But they'll never own up to the idea that most of the county's issues are a mirage. They don't exist. Or that they create the problems themselves. Right? There's always got to be a problem to these folks. At best, the board is terrible at identifying the roots of problems. A lack of diversity at a place like Loudoun's, uh, the academies of Loudoun, for example, right? That lack of diversity, it, that's only a problem if you judge diversity on race alone, right? It, it's not indicative of something systemic or it's not indicative of systemic oppression necessarily. You have to dig deeper, more there. There's more, there's probably more to it. Working towards diversifying a place like that begins at the home. It begins at homes that have kids in preschool. It begins with instilling that into families the idea that their kid can be and do more over time throughout their time in, in the education system and to get them prepared for that, to get them prepared to do that work. The answer to supposed problems should never be, well, let's just make it easier to get in or let's just throw more money at something. That's lazy. The school board regularly preaches and teaches laziness. That kind of mindset, it really helps no one. I mean, it does help some people. It helps the school board members save face. It helps them because, again, 
to them, your kids are just another number to be received by uh, school resource officers and people that they hire for hundreds and thousands of dollars a year to examine what equity uh, initiatives are being met or what goals are being met or uh, there are numbers to be to be reviewed and, and criticized by the Loudoun NAACP and organizations similar to that. And like clockwork, every year, what do we hear? Or what do we say? Or what do we hear said by these folks? Activists, politicians, like clockwork, every year, they say the work is not done or we have a long way to go. Maybe, just maybe, the school board never wants to actually get to that end of the road. Maybe they want the problems to always go unsolved. And at the same time, while perpetuating more problems, they just deflect. They deflect the public's eye. They deflect the public's understanding and perception towards something else. They deflect the, your eyes, your gaze to something else so that you blame someone else or something else for the problems caused by them the problems that they've been causing for years. We'll have a long way to go. We'll always have a long way to go. Those types of words are just cheered, cheered by folks who are in lockstep with activists, right? Really, we'll never be going anywhere if we're incapable of, of examining how education begins and prospers in the home. But we already know the school board has contempt for you at home. We know that plenty of teachers have contempt for you too. And they probably have contempt for themselves. And they consider their activism as paramount to overcoming their white guilt. <clears throat> Excuse me. And their shame. The biggest problem the school board, the administration, Loudoun County teachers, etc. The biggest problem they have now is the fact that, like never before, it's clear that parents are paying attention. If there's a positive to COVID-19, aside from things like curbside at, at restaurants, of course, which is just awesome, it's that it exposed how the education system really works, not just here, but nationwide. I mean, these realities were always available to us, but what do parents typically do? They're typically working or just busy with something else at the home. People have gotten a chance to look a little closer now and pay a little more attention. It also exposed what we've come to know as the boards and a majority of our educators' priorities. Satisfy the union being probably the number one goal. Push propaganda and a progressive agenda into the minds of children at the earliest ages so that when they grow up and become working adults, they'll slide right into the cycle seamlessly. Create hysteria, feign victimhood, fabricate oppression, and create a whole new batch of victims. The cycle is inhumane. It's probably the best way I could say it. It's inhumane. COVID-19 awakened a lot of people. It allowed them to see that they had a right to know what their kids were being taught. It told parents that they have a voice in the process and that they deserve to be heard. I hope you guys recognize and understand that. And you know what? I don't even have to say that. You know it's true and you practice it every day. It also sounded the alarm for parents like me, whose kids won't be of age for school for another couple of years. We're paying a lot of attention now. And contrary to what the board and the county's teachers believe, many of us, including us MAGA hat wearing Trumpers, that's what I am, right? 
a lot of us have good educations. We have good backgrounds, you know, and more. We have good jobs. I don't like to talk or focus too much on it because I have my own opinions about what higher education is today. But for the sake of this argument, I'll just note that, you know, I have a degree in political science from a pretty damn good undergrad school, Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York, or at least a school with a good reputation. I also have a master's from Johns Hopkins. Neither of those really matter. I got my real education, the one that took me from juvenile, at least in mind and spirit, into the world of adulthood in the United States Army. And I promise this isn't a paid promotion by the United States Army, but I would suggest that anyone who's looking to make that jump from their younger years to adulthood to consider joining the United States Army. You won't, you won't regret it. But anyway, guess what? You don't need degrees to see idiocy on its face. You don't need a degree to see that culturally responsive teaching recommends all of the same critical race theorists that you see out there all over the news, making controversial statements, ridiculous uh, proclamations about history and just the most idiotic stuff. They're all there. Comb through LCPS's documentation on what the curriculum is, what the recommended readings are, some of the videos, the TED Talks, the interviews, the training aids, the job aids, the books, even kids' books. Just take a look and then look at those authors and what they've also written in the realm of discussions about race, oppression, theory, etc. The reality is, is you don't need a degree to have an education. You don't need a degree to know like when you're being lied to and we don't need degrees to understand when our children are being used as pawns for a goal that far exceeds what is proclaimed as the reason behind all of this, which is to prepare them and get them ready for higher education and get them into a college of their choice. There's more to it. When Beth Bartz told the county, silence is complicity, you know, I think to that, that statement, I keep coming back to it in my mind. In reality, Beth and the other board members who have like mind, not only want your silence, they rely on that silence. That silence. Imagine how much more garbage we'd be working to undo right now if the Michans, the Ian Pryors, etc., of the world didn't stand up, shout, and bring national attention to this pot of problems that's coming to a boil. The willingness of folks like you to stand up in the face of slander, cancel culture, downright intimidation. It's testament to the fact that our parents here in Loudoun County care, that they deserve a voice, and that transcends the will of partisan activists and the pawns that currently sit on the board, or even the ones that are sitting in classrooms teaching, air quotes, your kids to race to the bottom and to just accept that they have no way to succeed that they're responsible for all the problems that we see, to teach them that they're inherently bad people. That's the path we're on. To those of you who are like me, the parents of a young kid, two girls in my case, young kids that, that are not yet in the system, what I can confirm for you is that it's never too early to get informed. It's never too early to consider and plan for what you might be up against in the coming years. It's also never too late. Start now. It's never too early to stop being afraid of sticking up for what you 
know to be right. Not what you believe to be right, but what you know is right. The system here relies upon our perceptions being flawed. It thrives when we sit back on our heels, when we allow epithets like Loudoun is the wealthiest county in America to drive public opinion of what it means, of what that means, excuse me, for our public schools and for our kids. Loudoun County could spend $200 million more million per year than it already does, and it would mean absolutely nothing if the resources that were dedicated to our kids' educations with that money were spent on what is, it's being spent on today, which is mostly trash. It means nothing. Walking alone, dying of thirst in the desert, that mirage in the distance starts looking pretty good. So you keep marching. Here, our mirage is that everything's okay. Everything's going to be great. Our schools are so good. Our children are being set up for success. What's, what's to worry about? No, that's not reality. Our colleges are only as good as the education systems that funnel young men and women into them. By the time our kids are ready to make that transition, the schools that are looking for your, your loans and to take your money will be ready to reinforce the lessons that they're being taught in high school today. And before that, even. Lessons that teach that American exceptionalism is a lie. That standards are bad. Perhaps the worst, it'll teach your kids that it's impossible to fail at things. Or that their path on life is predetermined by their race. It's terrible. The big lie here has nothing to do with elections or President Trump or what happened a couple months back. But the big lie is that our next generation is being prepared to not lead. It's being prepared to follow and to follow people into mediocrity. They're not being taught how to handle the realities of the world. I'm not going to accept that for my kids. I suspect most of you aren't either. That education, again, it starts in the home. You don't need me to tell you that. It's getting pretty clear that such an education can't be found anywhere but in the home. It sure as hell can't be found in our schools. It's looking more and more like that to be, that's, that that's true. It pains me to say it. As the son of a, of a father who spent his life in education, was a teacher, went on to become an assistant principal, and athletic director of a high school, administrator of the year in 1990 in New York City. It pains me to say that I don't have trust in the system here, in the country's wealthiest, you know, per capita county in the country. I don't have faith that our money is going towards creating a good environment for people to, for our kids to thrive in the future via the public education system here. That's just the reality of it. To the Loudoun County School Board, the other, to the other leftist regimes in the county and in Virginia, nationally even, if you find that our frustration and the protests that come of that frustration, if you find that to be problematic, I can assure you we're only getting started. The futures of our children will not be determined by people who look down on and demean the ways in which they were raised. Kids raised by good people with good intentions, innocent people. If you're so convinced that the county is packed full to the brim of the systematically oppressed, then please just resign. The only ones oppressing anyone here or attempting to are you.